Is it possible that you've been trying to sell to the wrong people? You know, there are things in this world that you couldn't convince me to buy, even if you offered them at a steep discount. For example, I'm allergic to shellfish. And so if you're having a super sale and you keep sending me emails about your shrimp, I am not opening your emails. I'm not buying from you. So let me ask you again, are you selling to the right people? If you were having a difficult time making sales and getting engagement before the pandemic, you're probably not doing well right now. So as you look to pivot, you will need to redefine who your ideal customer is. Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pele, and welcome to episode 72 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. Before we dive into the rest of today's episode, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes. This will help to spread the word about our podcast so encouraging episodes like this one can continue to inspire women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. For today's episode, we're talking about the five steps you need in order to successfully pivot your business. With the coronavirus impacting the profitability of businesses across industries, business owners have had to think on their feet in order to keep their companies alive. For many of us, the way we have done business for generations has been shattered, and we're wading through our shock and grief just to find the courage to rebuild. I actually recently heard someone saying that pivoting is the last step between failure and giving up. So let me ask you this. Are you going to give up? And by the way, doing nothing and just watching your business slowly slide downhill is pretty much the same as giving up. So are you going to give up or are you ready to pick up the pieces of your business and see it thrive again? If you're part of Team Thrive Again, let's dive into five steps you're going to need in order to successfully pivot your business. And if you listen until the end of this episode, there's an opportunity to work with me for free because as I've said, I am looking for ways to support you, my community, as we're going through a pretty tough time and this is one of the ways I'd like to do that. So first things first, let's define what a pivot is. A pivot is simply a change in direction that you can, in this case, make in your business. So before you decide on that change in direction, let's just go through a couple of ground rules that you need to keep in mind. So the first thing is to start with small changes. I know in startup culture, we hear about major pivots that these successful companies have made, like Twitter pivoting from Odeo or Slack pivoting from a video game venture they called Glitch. But often we don't hear about those small pivots. And trust me, those small pivots have made a major impact. And just because you don't hear about them doesn't mean that they weren't impactful. So before you go big bang, just consider the small tweaks you can make first. And we'll go into some of those small tweaks you can make in this episode. So the second ground rule to keep in mind is that you want to align any changes you decide to make to your North Star, which is your vision, your why, why you started your business in the first place. If you're going to make any changes in your business, please, please, please make sure you're not doing it solely based on what you see other businesses around you doing or what seems popular at the time. Really, 
if your heart isn't in any of those changes that you make, or if it's a big departure from your vision or your passion, it's really going to show in the way you execute and you ultimately won't follow through, which then will lead to the end of your business. So let's dive into step one of planning that successful pivot. Step one is to listen to your data. We should all have some kind of data about our business. If you have, say, an e-commerce site, you should know the SKUs that are selling or where your top customers live. If you're a blogger or influencer, you should have analytics which show your engagement rate and the number of conversions that you're able to make. If you're a doctor, for example, you should know how many patients are coming in on a weekly basis and the common complaints they're seeing. Once you've been able to locate your data, listen to what it's telling you. If you have 10 SKUs and people have only purchased three of them over the last 12 months, you need to listen to what that data is telling you. It's telling you that you need to focus on making just those three SKUs Think about what a waste of resources you've had over the past 12 months manufacturing 10 SKUs when people are only buying three of them. Or for example, if people seem to only engage with your content when you show your face as a leader, show your face. If your doctor's office is attracting people with, I don't know, bunions because they know you have that magic touch, lean into that sort of messaging so more and more of those kinds of patients come to your practice. The point here is make decisions based on data. So step number two is to define what relevant problem you can solve and how. The key word to focus in on here is relevant. What are the pain points that people are facing right now and how can you address them? How are you uniquely positioned to address them? Think about ways you can repackage your current offerings so they can bring greater value to your customers. And just make sure that the pain point you decide to address is a big enough pain point for people to want to pay for the solutions you're giving. A lot of people are sharing how they're losing customers in droves. And to me, that says that the solution you were offering was to a pain point that really wasn't that big of a necessity for them. Right now, people are focused on addressing their biggest necessities, resources, aka money is scarce. People have lost their jobs. So they're focused on giving resources, their money to things that are essential for them right now. So if the problem you're solving isn't a necessity, isn't essential right now, unfortunately, people are not going to pay you for it. So if you are spending the effort and the time to pivot your business, make sure you're pivoting it towards something that people are actually going to pay you for. All right, so step three is to decide on what type of pivot you need. There are so many types of pivots you can make out there, but I'm gonna touch on eight that you can consider right now. The first one is a problem pivot. In this case, you're gonna use the same product or service that you already have to solve a different kind of problem for the same customer base. So you already know the customers that you have, but because you're listening to your data, because you're listening to what they're saying to you, you're now marketing to them a little bit differently and catering to the biggest problem they have right now. But in this case, it's just a pivot in the messaging that you have, it's not necessarily a pivot in the kind of product you're selling them. So this week, if you've been participating in my What to Say Challenge, 
pivoting your messaging is something that we've been focused on because you want to be able to adjust your messaging to people so they still are able to relate to you and engage with you at a time where quite frankly, tensions and nerves are high. So you have to speak to them in a way that meets them where they are today. So number two is a pivot in your market segment. So you're going to want to use the same product or service to solve a similar problem, but to a different customer. So right now, if there's a larger group of people who have a need of your product, instead of, for example, marketing to single women, perhaps now you're noticing that people who are work from home moms have a greater need for your product and they are a bigger part of the population. So you can pivot and start to focus on that segment of the market. Number three is a technology pivot. You're gonna wanna repurpose the technology that you're currently using. So this is already a resource you have. You're gonna use that to solve a different, more urgent need for your customers. So for example, Uber using their technology has created the Work Hub where Uber drivers can find work from other platforms like Uber Eats and Uber Works and Uber Freight because nobody is using ride-sharing apps right now. So what they've done is repurpose the technology so the Uber drivers who are a customer of theirs in a sense are able to still leverage their technology but then find work in other ways. So number four is a pivot in the features of your product. So giving this example will probably illustrate the point a little bit more clearly. Um, Dallas-based custom wedding gown designer S.A. Azenabor has been in the news lately because she has taken resources and raw materials she already has and is now creating N95 masks for first responders. Now, not a lot of people with the stay-at-home order in Dallas have been going out and shopping at her storefront. So she's been using the resources she has, her employees, the fabrics, the know-how, the skill, and has been making those masks instead. This is her adapting and pivoting the features of her product to now make masks. In this case, she is solving a current and more urgent need by slightly pivoting the features of her product. So number five is changing the way you make money by pivoting your revenue model. In this case, you're going to find different ways to make money from your existing product. Maybe initially you were offering a downloadable PDF for $50 and The information in that PDF is robust enough to switch it into a group coaching product. So perhaps you could do that where you take the same information, the same product, but you position it differently. And with the group coaching program, perhaps you can charge even more than you previously did for the downloadable. So you have to think of different ways to make money with the existing product that you have. Number six is a sales channel pivot. In this case, you just need to find better ways to sell your product. So if you, for example, made money by selling on Instagram and Instagram disappeared tomorrow, you have to think about how else you can get your product out there. Are you going to launch an e-commerce site? Are you going to work with affiliate partners so that they can partner with you to market your products to their audience? Are you going to work with influencers so that they can help you get your product out there and then sell it on your website? So you have to think about different ways to get your product out there. Number seven is a product versus service pivot, which means that you just figure out a way to offer services 
in addition to your product. So whereas there might have been an initial transaction to begin with where you would sell something and that's the end of the transaction, now maybe you can offer them monthly support to go along with that. And the monthly support is a new product, but also an additional stream of revenue for you. Number eight is a competitor pivot. I know a lot of people talk about, oh, don't think about what competitors are doing. Don't compare yourself to competitors. But there is a good kind of comparison when it comes to competitors because you need to be able to keep an eye on what your peers are doing. And if for some reason they are not fulfilling a need in the market, you need to be able to step in the gap if you're capable. So in the case of this eighth type of pivot, you could decide that you're going to put yourself in a pool with a different group of competitors who are leaving a wide gap of need in their market. And looking at what your capabilities are, you know that you're going to be able to fill in that gap in a major way. So whereas in the past you were keeping track of a different peer group, now you're going to look at a different group of companies and start to study their moves. And that is a pivot in your competitor pool. Okay, so that was a very long number three, but we wanted to go through the eight types of pivots you can make. So now Step number four is to redefine your audience. Is it possible that you've been trying to sell to the wrong people? You know, there are things in this world that you couldn't convince me to buy, even if you offered them at a steep discount. For example, I'm allergic to shellfish. And so if you're having a super sale and you keep sending me emails about your shrimp, I am not opening your emails. I'm not buying from you. So let me ask you again. Are you selling to the right people? If you were having a difficult time making sales and getting engagement before the pandemic, you're probably not doing well right now. So as you look to pivot, you will need to redefine who your ideal customer is. Once you know who you're trying to sell to, it's a little bit easier to speak their language. It's a little bit easier to identify what their needs are, what their pain points are. And in a lot of cases, Audience definition really should be one of the first things you do as you think about making a pivot. If you think about starting a business, who are you selling to? You can't be for everybody. You need to niche down and understand the specific needs of the people that you're trying to sell to in order to serve them the best. Because whoever was sending me those emails about the shrimp clearly didn't know who I was. They clearly didn't know what my needs were. And at the end of the day, that was a waste of their resources because they, for some reason, thought if they kept beating on the drum, I would change my mind. And I just wasn't it. I'm not it for them. So make sure that you are not making that mistake and that you are talking to the right people. All right. So step number five is to align your resources behind your plan. So for this one, I kind of have to throw back to my days in corporate America because corporations love to do reorgs and pivots. And sometimes they are not adequately resourcing the pivots that they're making. So this is a mistake that you don't want to make when you are thinking about how to pivot your business. You want to make sure that you have the resources to support this plan that you're coming up with. So this is going to be either monetary resources. Do you have the right personnel to work with you as you're moving in this new direction? You want to make sure that you're adequately staffed for these changes that you're making. But not only do you want to make sure you have the people, you'll 
also want to make sure that the people that you have on your team are not stretched too thin as you try to make these changes. At a certain point, you have to decide to cut your losses. If For example, if right now you're a brick and mortar business and you weren't able to weather the storm of the pandemic, you want to let go of any resources you have been holding back or using to keep your brick and mortar business open and commit to the e-commerce model if that's what you're going to do instead. So if you're going to need to invest in building a website, if you're going to need to invest in putting together some sort of a fulfillment system, you want to divert money towards that project. You want to divert employees towards that project. It's difficult to use the same amount of resources to work in two directions. That is a recipe for a frustrated team. That is a recipe for delayed timelines. That's a recipe for just a plain waste of resources. So make sure that if you have committed to a direction as far as a pivot goes, that you have the right resources to put behind this change in direction. So there you have it. Those are the five steps you're going to need to have in place in order to plan a successful pivot. While it's one thing to plan a successful pivot, executing, as you know, is an entirely different ballgame. And so if you're thinking about pivoting your business and would like to bounce your ideas off of someone, I'm opening up 10 free 15-minute pivot chats in the month of May. So head over to sewaajpele.com forward slash pivot to grab your slot now. I can't wait to be a part of your support system as we weather this time together. So underneath this week's episode post on the She's Off Script Instagram page, go ahead and let me know what pivots have worked for your business so far. With that, I'll talk to you next time. Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you enjoy listening to our show, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network. Between episodes, you can find me on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Off Script, or you can catch up on past episodes at She's Off See you on the next one.